Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode two of our game of Questlandia in Bokefrit, the land of golems. How are you doing, my darling? I'm itchy. I'm sorry? I'm itchy. I had some sort of allergic reaction to something, and I'm itchy. I'm pretty sure the last time we recorded, you talked about getting poison ivy. Yes. And now I don't have poison ivy, but now my skin is ants. <laughs> so I hate summer. I'm sorry. Summer and I don't get along very well. This happens every summer. Something weird with my skin happens every summer. I hate summer. I need to be indoors with air conditioning. Or also at the beach with the seawater. I don't itch when I'm at the beach. Mm-hmm. So you need to provide for me a life where I can live at the beach. On the ocean? On the ocean. I see. I can't do that. Yeah, the best we can do is live in pretend land. We could live in pretend land. Yes. A, a world of our imagination. <laughs> in Bokefrit. In Bokefrit. Where there's water everywhere. I don't know. Did you get done talking about stuff in... In like less than two minutes. That's amazing. All right. That's a lot of shade. We're ready to move on to the game. That's a lot of shade. That's so shocking. Do you want me to? I can talk about things. You usually want me to speed it up. So I sped it up today. I can talk about lots of things. We went on a beach trip. (laughs) We we have family events coming up. I can talk about all of those things. But instead, I wanted to talk about how my skin is ants and how I want to pretend my skin is not ants. (laughs) All right, yeah, we can do that. (laughs) So in our last episode, we did the world creation for uh, the game of Questlandia, which is a GMless game of trying to save a kingdom on the brink of collapse. And we created this kingdom called Bokefrit, which exists on a mountain where um, there are streams and rivers running. And the clay from these rivers is used to create the bodies of golems. And uh, the people of Bokefrit are an industrial people who build uh, these golems for for their labor and for trade. They also use a golem as an oracle. And this oracle creates, or this oracle decides on which family will lead the kingdom at any given time, and also kind of gives guidance. And last week, we talked about how we thought that um, the golem had elected a leader who'd been making some mistakes, right? And that's why there was unrest in our kingdom. Right. But we have been talking a little bit as we were like building our characters out and we decided to retrofit that a little bit in that the Oracle is just, the Oracle's just broken. The Oracle's not working. Right. She is uh, malfunctioning. She's not responding. She's in her temple. I think usually she's like hooked up to like all the lights in the temple and like the architecture of the temple itself and it's just not working. So people are going to her and asking her questions and seeking guidance and she's just not responding. And that is why this the city is in such unrest mm-hmm. and why our trade has faltered because we don't know what to do without her guidance. You put that very well. Good job. So Diana and I um, selected characters 
last week, I selected a merchant who was driven by a sense of knowledge and truth. And I selected an advisor who was driven by adventure. And we have done a little bit of the character creation, uh, just kind of determining our traits and weaknesses and our goals. But we left off there because I think we were kind of realizing, oh, this is actually good enough to be recorded. This is actually interesting world building. Yes. Yeah. Uh, We were going to do it all off air just so we could fly through it. But we started going back and forth. And that's how we determined to like kind of retcon what our trouble, what the kingdom's troubles were. Dinah, would you like to introduce your character first? Sure. Um, so my character is Juilt. Juilt is a is an advisor on a team of advisors that work for the military of Bocafrit. Juilt is a very handsome Greek man. He uses he him pronouns. And think John Stamos, but like more handsome from Full House. Not now. He's very handsome now, but like from Full House in his younger days. Didn't John Stamos have a mullet on Full House? Yeah. I mean, contemporary. I'm about to describe what he looks like. That's the face I'm going for. Okay. He is, his hair is a little bit longer, falls to just his jawline. It's very like rogue-esque. And the two character traits that I picked were striking and notorious. So striking, um, Juilt has these sort of veins of glitter that kind of run along his skin and he's very good at his angles and so he knows when to or how to kind of diminish the look of the glitter and up the look of the glitter the glitter isn't like body glitter it's at our college the rock had like veins of glitter in it that's what this looks like it doesn't the look rock yeah the like the rocks the soil oh i see, I see at our okay. co- not Dwayne Johnson. Well, I just thought you were like <laughs> referring to some giant rock at our university. And I was like, what rock are you talking about? Like the rocks. I see. All of the rocks. I see. The rock used, mm-hmm. the type of rock mm-hmm. used at our college had um, like these veins of glitter in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what is kind of happening with um, Jouilt's skin. And again, he knows his angles well, so he can downplay it and he can upplay it when necessary. He's also notorious because he's notorious for going on adventures, like in the middle of a job. He's, just, a ro- he's a rogue agent? A little bit. Like in the middle of a job, he'll just be like, mm, I'm going to go do this thing. You're a loose cannon, you will. Exactly. And then I will, do Do I give the weakness yet? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You can say what his weakness is. Sure. One thing that you did do is you gave the, you gave like the external reason for his like glitter like the idea behind his glitter oh, skin yes, you yes. didn't say the internal reason behind his like the infection no. no i didn't so oh uh, did you want to I, yeah i will okay the humans have been using the golems and working with the golems very closely for decades and decades and generations and so Jewel's skin is kind of a mutation of that close relationship with the golems in his family tree there's not like a golem and a human it's just a mutation that kind of occurred alongside with our working with the with the golems and the golem their clay has like this yeah like the the there's like this glitter to the clay right that we build the golems out of yeah cool yeah oh and sorry and your weakness My i'm we- sorry I've, I've been jumping all around My- i'm a little brain today sorry (laughs) my weakness is that i give in i um i seek comfort in some of my vices you know the typical ones um so if i get stressed out you are more likely to find me at a bar than you are in my own house 
Okay. Sort of thing. Um, and my goal, I don't know if we want to go into that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can set your goal. So my goal is to gain more notoriety by helping this oracle. I kind of want to elevate my status through helping this oracle. Also, it's an adventure. Like, that's an exciting story I'll get to tell. But I want to up my game. I want I want to enter into a new fish pond with okay. this. Cool. What about you? Tell me about your character. So I am playing Sinu. Uh, Sinu uses she, her pronouns. She is a merchant who is driven by knowledge and truth. Mm-hmm. So Sinu is a merchant of golems, sort of like a car salesman, in that she sells golems for personal use and maybe has dabbled a little bit with selling to, like, selling military-grade golems. Uh, she dabbles a little bit with golem summoning, but for the most part, she, she has... Um, she has friends who are golem, who are summoners, who she buys them off mm-hmm. of, and she sells them to the general populace. I also independently took the trait, the trait striking. Sinu mm-hmm. is tall. She has a very, she has like a strong, uh, n- like prominent nose and these dark eyes and this black hair that is done up in like almost like a like a almost like a viking mohawk i guess so like the mm, braids like okay. the, uh, her hair is braided up in like this mohawk so she has like a big hair that's braided yeah and she's always wearing a suit she's always wearing like this fine uh like double-breasted suit of various colors her favorite is this dark blue uh, and she wears gloves and is always like very uh, her gestures are very grand. I love it. Um, because her other trait is eccentric. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to sell you what you need. I was she- just going to say, she sounds exactly like a very over-the-top used car salesman. Yes. She knows how to match you with the perfect golem for your needs. What do you do? Oh, you uh, have three tots at home? Well, let me hook you up with this... Uh, this um, Nanny golem? This Esther class golem who is just perfect for dealing with multiple children. You see her forearm. She's just, she will never lose a kid on you. I promise. (laughs) Sinu, her weakness is showing off. Uh, Mm. When she gets stressed out, she just like goes super extra. And like she'll get petty with it if she's like angry and like just be like, oh, well, hmm, I have one of those, but it's bigger. And like just uh, yeah, uh, I had one of those, but I sold it for the newer model. So she that is her her whole jam, and her goal is to retrieve the oracle clay and discover the truth of the golems. Uh, because I have a type of character that I like to play, and that type is loud, boisterous, and obnoxious with a hidden sincere side. <laughs> um. And Sinu is super worried about the oracle, but more than that, is hoping that if she can retrieve the oracle clay to fix the oracle, she will understand a little bit more about where these golems come from and what exactly they are. Because I think we've been using them for so long and there's so many theories about like what a golem is, but no one actually knows exactly what they are. They just know the parts to make one. 
The next thing that we do is we determine our relationships with one another. The way that works is usually there's more players, but just with the two of us, we uh, we are going to propose a relationship with the other one. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be symmetrical, right? It can be kind right. of asymmetrical. And you will have veto power over like my suggestion, but I still get to make the suggestion. Right. So do you have any ideas? Well, I think if you've dabbled in military grade... Um, golems before I think I have met with you once or twice to discuss possibly buying them I don't know that we actually went through with buying them but I think I've met with you as part of my advisory duties Um, I would have met with you to discuss potentially purchasing some military grade golems okay so we have like a loose acquaintance it's not really quite the word I'm looking for. Business. Well, yeah, let's let's do let's do like business relationship. Yeah. Um because I think that might I think that's the way that Juwilt sees Sinu. Mm-hmm. I think Sinu views Juwilt as sort of a drinking buddy. Mm. Um the type of person that you have a few drinks with in a dive bar and start talking about things that are way too grand, right? Yeah. I think uh, Sinu has, like, spouted, like, I don't know how much Juwilt cares about the mystery of the golems. Mm -hmm. Maybe a lot because uh, Juwilt has that, like, that glitter glitter. mutation, that that mineral mutation. Or maybe not at all. Maybe Jewel just happens to have that and just doesn't care. But Jewelt has on occasion, uh, Sinu has on occasion um, just had a couple drinks and just been start, starting talking about like, well, you know what I think? I was reading this essay by Fritz Al, who posits that they think that the golems are actually the soul of the mountain. Mm. And... Uh, it like just like starts going like right, just goes yeah. off whether or not Juwilt listens views Sinu as the same like Sinu views Juwilt as someone who she can have a few drinks with and like talk about things yeah maybe for all you care it was just like drinks with a potential business partner but for Sinu it was something I think it is more like a maintain a good relationship with this potential business partner mm-hmm. not like oh we've taken a few like we're business partners but we've had a few drinks like the drinks are a part of maintaining that business relationship yeah uh so the next thing that we do is we reiterate our goals and then the other person is going to give us two obstacles facing us on the way to that goal got it so what is your goal again so my personal goal is to gain notoriety from saving the oracle by getting this oracle clay. So our combined goal is to kind of save the oracle, right? That's Mm -hmm. our combined goal. And the way we're going to go about it is one way we're going to go about it. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to gain some notoriety from this. Okay. So your first obstacle is that your superiors have not given you permission Mm. to go on whatever mission you're planning. You are not supposed to be interfering with this. There are people whose job it is to investigate what's wrong with the oracle not your jurisdiction, Juwilt. Okay. And your second obstacle is... Can I suggest one? Yes. I imagine that even though Juwilt is quite adventurous, Juwilt doesn't have very much experience in actual adventures. I imagine that Juwilt has had more experience with, like, 
glamping instead of camping. Mm. Do you see the distinction? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So I like that. I kind of want to reframe it a little bit to say that the Oracle clay is in a dangerous and hard to get to place. Okay. And you may not be like outfitted for that type of journey. Once again, I'm Sinu the Merchant. My goal is to retrieve the Oracle clay and discover the truth of the golems. Mm -hmm. You have no adventuring experience. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're a merchant. Who's had golems sent to you? How do you even know that you'd hold on before you write that down? Mm -hmm. I'm workshopping. Okay. How do you even know that you'd be able to recognize the oracle clay? How do you even know that you can find the oracle clay? I think so. We've talked about like in previous games of Questlandia we've played, they've been very like insular Mm -hmm. and like independent. Your characters are on their own. I'm imagining this game, we're going to be going on a quest together. Yeah. It's kind of like we're going to go quest Questlandia. Yeah. Right. And we talked a little bit about why our characters would adventure together. And I'm, I, I'm, and one of the questions you asked is which is, which one of us is the one who knows about golems? Right. And I'm kind of leaning towards Sinu. Mm-hmm. Right. So Sinu probably has a lot of theoretical understanding of golems and she works with people who summon golems so she's probably seen a lot of the different like materials and components that go mm-hmm. into the summoning mm-hmm. um so i don't know if i want to go into like she wouldn't she doesn't know about the golems but i do like she's never she's purely theoretical yeah like you are a military agent you've gone on missions and stuff before right. i have not yeah. i've just read essays and talked a lot right. i've talked a lot of philosophy i've never actually done anything Yes. Okay. okay, I like that. Yeah, that's definitely your obstacle then, is that you're theoretical and not practical. Does your... I don't know if this is an obstacle, but your business, does it take a hit from you going on this adventure? Do you... I don't know if that's an obstacle. So my character is starting the game with one misfortune. Mm-hmm. I think the misfortune is that my business has taken a hit mm-hmm. um, because we are, we have a... Our yeah. wealth troubles for the kingdom are at level two. Yeah. So I think that people aren't making purchases with the oracle down Mm -hmm. just the economy is in a slump i think that misfortune is your business is my business i don't know if that would pose an obstacle to my goal yeah what's your goal again to retrieve the oracle clay and discover the truth of the golems okay is it possible we don't actually know where the oracle clay is that there's several theories different scholars have different theories so okay I like that. Can I offer Please do. Uh, a, an idea as well? Please do. Um, what if instead of the, like, we don't know where the Oracle Clay is? Because I think we already don't know. Well, we could go with that. Either that or since part of mine is discovering the truth of the golems, maybe an obstacle is there might not be a truth. Ooh. Like, there might, like. We there- might already know what they are. They are just clay like they're yeah. just the combination of these ingredients or yeah there just might not be an answer yeah right like the question do humans have a soul there might just not be an answer mm-hmm. well i guess i mean there is we just aren't gonna ever know you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's fine sorry i feel like i bogarted that a little bit did no, i bogart that? i have zero ideas i gave you the one idea that i had and then i just was grasping at straws so yeah the obstacles are some of this is a little, is is ha- definitely harder with two players, yeah. Um, because I think when you when you're playing a, a I guess a typical game of this, 
there are more people at the table. So one person is not responsible for coming up with all the obstacles. It's posed to the table Mm -hmm. and the table collectively kind of comes up with this. And this is the same problem we've encountered with all of the games that we've tried to retrofit or not retrofit, but customize for two players is that there's a reason and there are mechanics that work best for bigger table play than for two people. Yeah. And well, and it's especially noticeable in Questlandia uh, because we talk in our Fairy's Bellows episode on Questlandia that probably isn't out yet, but will be out eventually. Maybe out by the time this episode comes out. About how like fulfilling all that like all that random ideas and how they come together and they become something special and unique and strange with everybody's different like disparate ideas that you find a way to fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's just the two of us, it's a little harder. To it's do. harder to bounce off like all that weirdness. Yeah. Um, but okay, cool. We have our characters. We have our goals and our obstacles. Uh, we have our... You start with one fortune, right? Yes, I do. What? So what's the good thing that's come into... So for me, my one, my starting misfortune is that I... My business is mm-hmm. hurting. What's your starting fortune? I think that I get to go on this adventure. Okay. Are you doing this like without... So your superiors are saying you're not allowed to. Are you like... I, my That would imply that my superiors know. Okay. And they don't. I just know that they would say no. Okay. Like, I know what they would say, which mm-hmm. is why I'm asking forgiveness instead of permission. Okay. Um, plus, I'm, notor- I'm notorious for just going off on adventures, kind of doing my own thing for a little bit. So I thrive on adventures. I think my good fortune is that one night we were drinking, and you were talking about this, and I, like, drunkenly was like, oh, well, you know, we should go find the clay. Yes. What? Yes. We should We should do it. Yeah. Let's go on an adventure, sure. All right, I'll talk to some uh, people. I know how we can get into the mountain. I know the stream that we can follow. Are you serious right now? Yes. Yes, I'm 100% serious. We could do it. You and I. Yes, I am down. I want to go follow a stream into a, a mountain. What? Yes, let's do this. Okay, all right. I will be in touch, and we are going to make this happen. Yes. We're going to save Bokefreet. I mean, we're going to go into the mountain, and I'm excited. And then you called me the next morning, and that's my that's my fortune. Because I'm like, fuck yes, this is actually happening. <laughs> I get to go into a mountain and get to do some stuff. And maybe I'll get famous from it. If we can save the oracle, that's exciting. So I think that's my fortune. Okay, cool. So now we get into the meat of the game. In Questlandia, we take turns setting up a scene. And on that scene, you have a scene goal, which is going to move you towards your overarching goal. And uh, I will play my character, and you will play the GM, basically. Mm -hmm. And the way it works is I say what my goal is. um, I say sort of like what's at play. And then we just kind of role play until I determine that there is a... Uh, there's something that I am interested in seeing if I succeed or fail at. And that can be basically at any point along the route. Uh, then we roll, we interpret the die results, and end the scene. It's yeah. very straightforward. I don't know. I didn't do a very good job of explaining that. Once it's in play, you'll, you'll hear it. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, all right. So, for my scene, Sinu is visiting her star summoner a summoner by the name of Klimau 
I don't like that name. I don't know why, but as soon as it came out of my mouth, it felt bad. Yeah, that's a bad name. Don't do that name. It felt, it just felt bad. Yeah. Um, do Kiel. Wait, is there, uh, I'm going to do Klimel. Okay. <laughs> did I do Klim? I you did. did. Do Klim. You did that's Klim. That's a terrible syllable. Yeah, you did that. So Klimel is my, is my best summoner. Uh, and I think Clamel is also who I who Sinu like typically has her very highbrow theoretical um, conversation. And I say highbrow, really, they're just navel gazy. Yeah, they think they're highbrow. So I'm going to Clamel's workshop uh, because I know Clamel would have a book or a map or something about the clay that was used to make the oracle. Okay. Um, that we can use to, that uh, Sinu and Jouelt can use to find it again. And I want Clamel to give me the book. Okay. I think that's it. All right. Is this a good scene? Would Clamel just give it to me? Not if it's a, not if it's a rare or Ooh, prized okay. possession. Cool. All right. So uh, as a refresher, uh, I am striking an eccentric. My goal is to retrieve the oracle clay and discover the truth of the golems. And my obstacles are I have no adventuring experience. It's all theory. And there are no true answers. Or there may be no true answers. So uh, we're setting up the scene. Sinu is in uh, one of her favorite suits. uh, And she opens the door into this huge workshop where Clamel is working. And I think Clamel is like uh, shaping like a a piece of a golem with their hands on this still wet clay. And there's just like parts just sort of like hanging up all throughout the workshop in different stages of, of preparation. And I think we even see like a large uh, functioning golem, like carrying parts about Uh, maybe another is even like putting stuff in a kiln, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay. That's the scene. I think Sinu walks in and she sees Clamel and she goes, Clamel, my darling, how are you doing? You look wonderful. What are you what are you working on? What is this? Oh, let me tell you. This this is a favorite of mine to make. This one belongs in a high house fanning a beautiful, beautiful person. Mm. This is a wonderful golem. I love this model. This is my favorite to make. Sounds very delicate. Not delicate, but beautiful. When, when, so when, when can I have it? That depends on when you're going to pay me from the last one. Clamel, I'm stricken. I I've I am cleared on my debts, Clamel. Mm, mm-hmm. All right, fine. There was a there's a bit of a problem. People aren't buying like they used to. But you know I'm good for it, Clamel. How long have we been in business together? I don't even want to count. <laughs> a long time. Yes. It's been a long, long time. It has. And Clamel, would you have this beautiful workshop if not for our partnership? Okay. All right. Yes. But you can't have this one. This is a custom piece for somebody. Well, I'm customizing it for someone. Rude. But I'll be honest, that's not the real reason that I came to see you today. Well, I don't have time to 
get a drink if that's what you're looking for. No, 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 no. Uh, Clamel, I am on a quest. Oh. And she gestures with her hand, like, in the air. On a quest. Oh, okay. You're on a quest. And she and Clamel mimics what you just did. Mm. Yes, I'm going to fix the oracle. Oh, that is quite a quest. Mm -hmm. Ah. And I need guidance. I don't know what kind of guidance I can give you, but I will try. Well, we both know that the oracle was made from a special clay. Yes, I'm the one who told you that. From deep, deep in the mountain. Mm -hmm. And you know that book that you told me about by the old poet Ilt Nuil? Yeah. I need it. No. But yes. No. No? That is a fair family heirloom? No. Camille? As far as we know, that's the only copy. No. Camille, please? No. All right. So think think of it this way. Okay. You could have a part in this glorious, beautiful mm. revolution, the saving of the entire kingdom of all of Bokefrit, mm. all that stands in the way mm-hmm. of revitalizing our country mm-hmm. is me getting to this clay. Okay. And your book could do it for us, could guide the way, could lead us there. This, by the way, is an official government mission. I'm going there with a top-level military leader. This is this is official kingdom business. This isn't oh. just some fanciful whim, Clamille. It is a family heirloom. And that's why I'll take care of it. Now, you're going to have to sweeten this pot for me to even consider it. Mm, mm-hmm. Who is going to be fixing this oracle once you have the clay? Oh, well, certainly it will have to be, and I think Sinu uh, like kind of gestures around the shop, a summoner of great talent, someone who's capable of creating very delicate and wonderful works of golem art. I would agree. This would also have to be a very handsome and beloved worker, would you not say? I I would. Mm. I would say so certainly. Mm. And, you know, I have a vast network of um, summoners, but I can't think of one more knowledgeable, more um, fanciful, more beautiful than the one in this workshop right now, Clamille. Ah, uh, you flatterer. You know, I can't make any promises because, like I said, government work and all. But mm. when I put in the good word for you and I say you're the one who guided us there, you're the one who provided us with the rare artifact to make sure that we got where we needed to be, I'm sure that we could work out a government contract for you to work on the Oracle. Think of it, Clamille. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Not since the ancient summoners has anyone touched the Oracle. You could be that summoner. I could, but you're not promising it to me, so no. I think we should roll. I think so, too. All right. So I start with two dice. And I add one die for each relevant trait, boost, relationship, and mastered obstacle. I am going to take one for Juwilt, 
because I called in Juwilt as a character. That's fair. I want to take one for eccentric. You can take one for both of them. You think striking as well? Because you came prepared in your suit, your movements. Okay. Then I think that's it for me. I don't have any boosts or mastered obstacles. Okay. I start, because I'm the opposition, I start with three dice. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have a weakness level, the kingdom trouble. We have one. We have one that's at three. Relevant obstacle. I don't think you called either of these in. I didn't, no. You're at an advantage. Should. No. I didn't call it. I didn't call them in. I didn't call you out on the fact that you wouldn't know what to do with the book once you had it. That would have called in the theoretical, but I didn't. Okay. I'm good. All right. That's not great. But you could theoretically cancel out all of my dice. Yeah. Ah, damn it. So it doesn't matter how many dice we've rolled. We have to pick the three that we want. Well, no. So opposition puts forward the three highest. Yes. And then I put forward any two that I want. So my two highest are five and a four. Your three highest are six and two threes, which I hate to leave that six on the board, but I think I'm gonna. I don't think you could. You couldn't have done anything with it anyway. Well, I could engage in my weakness and try to, and make you reroll uh, that's it. That's true. That's true. But I don't think I want to engage in my weakness because that would give me a misfortune anyway and mm-hmm. give more dice in the future. So if I just take a weakness for the six. I mean, you've got a... The kingdom's in a little bit more trouble, but you'll get a gain. You'll gain a boost and you'll master an obstacle. Yeah. All right. So I am going to do that. I'm going to match my five with one of those threes and my four with one of those threes. So we're going to keep the six. There's a doom. Um, and then I get a boost and I master an obstacle. So do we... Let's like role play out the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. What did I last say? I said... I said, yeah, but you didn't promise it. Oh, okay. Something um, to that effect. Camille, I promise you, if you give me the book, I will guarantee you, if anyone works on the Oracle, it will be you. I'm going to need that in some sort of legitimate form. And once a written document or whatever, once I have that, you can have my book. I can't give up this opportunity to work on the Oracle. Let's go drop, clean yourself off, wash your hands, wash your hands, and we'll draw up some paperwork. All right. So the first thing that happens is I receive another misfortune. So that is two misfortunes for me. That's not great. No, but, it's um, not terrible. It's the beginning. Yeah. Still got some choices. Uh, what, what miss? Oh, well, actually. You mastered an obstacle. No, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. If I'm taking a doom and I'm taking a misfortune, then maybe I don't get the book. Maybe I only give you some of the pages that are relevant to your journal journey. Maybe you don't give me any of it. I don't... Actually, sorry. I think we interpreted this wrong. If I'm getting a doom... You're not getting a doom. The kingdom is getting a doom. Yeah, but I'm still getting a misfortune. I think I don't get the book. See, I was interpreting this as it's not really a misfortune really for you it is a misfortune for the kingdom but because of your action because of you getting the book you have created you've added to this misfortune for the kingdom it's how i was interpreting that because you have this book Mm, okay you have added to the kingdom's misfortune and the doom increasing i don't know how but that's how i interpreted it do you have an idea for why the the doom would be increasing i think 
that by you taking this book, you have either lost a lot of information because I think something's going to happen to this book or people start to hear about it because this is a family heirloom and this is a well-respected summoner. took me a second to remember the name. So I think people find out pretty quickly and instead of people being like, well, this is great, people are like, well, what the fuck? People start freaking out more. And I don't know what the unrest would be because we haven't flipped the card yet, but I think whatever people freaking out, it's going to impact that. Okay, all right. I'm content with that. Content with what? Um, I was just throwing a lot of words at you and I don't even remember what I said. Uh, getting the book and the doom is is kingdom-wide. Yeah. All right, so I'll get the book. The book is at risk now. Ilt Newell's book is at risk. And I think what I'm going to master is that I have no adventuring experience and that my it's all theory. I see, I think it's I think you could make a better argument for there are no truths. Your experience is still theoretical. You just have a book now. Yeah, but so when you master an obstacle, it's not necessarily that the obstacle goes away. It's that you turn the problem into a into a, a strength. Mm-hmm. So I think that my knowledge of theory is going to be a strength in this, right? I have this book of essentially of theory and history, mm-hmm. and that is going to be what I bring to this adventure. That's going to be my strength on this adventure that I I know about the golems. I know about their history, yeah. Um, or at least I have what might be the best account of it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right, and the doom also means that we flip over a card. It is another clubs. We now have four in unrest. Okay, that's bad. We need to determine a place in our kingdom that like this unrest is becoming problematic. Yes, is becoming like notable and is like instilling a problem. So where do you think what do you think is is facing this uh, unrest to the worst? The marketplace, no? Like towards the lower third of the mountain like riots markets are closing and mm. people are rioting and okay fights are breaking out yeah. in the markets yeah okay i like that because that's when the that's where the clash would happen right mm-hmm. of the the upper echelon air quotes and the lower echelon air quotes like that's where the clash would happen is in the marketplace so i think that's and that's where you would see people panic more because mm-hmm. you as a business person were already feeling it i think that's where yeah it becomes a um i also get a boost which is uh some beneficial thing i think my boost is that i am determined mm, yes yeah that's good i think sinu goes back and uh like after she gets the book she goes back and i think she gets all her stuff together and we see her like packing up her bags and her backpack and stuff and she is she is dead set on this this is she's gonna make this happen mm-hmm. yeah my scene is in the military storage area where like supplies and stuff are kept okay i do i am assuming there is some sort of guard 
person that you have to sign stuff out with. I'll tell you exactly what I'm picturing, which is not the military. I'm ex- I'm picturing the weapons room in Archer. I my mind went to the exact same yeah, place. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing, but I'm picturing it less weapons and more gear. Just yeah, supplies and gear yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> okay. I think that I think that the guard it's a new guard every time, but I think, well, maybe it's not a new guard every time. There's, you know, like a rotation. But Juilt is, you know, notorious for going on his adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to have a bit of a hard time, I think, getting past him. But he's done it before successfully. So I think he'll succeed again. Okay. Personally. But that's what I think. All right. So, yeah. So it's like it's this big warehouse area. Mm-hmm. And there's only basically one entrance, one exit. And I think on the inside, there's there's this desk with a couple uh, a couple people who are like in charge of like handling signouts and handling like permissions. Like you need to have the proper paperwork, right. get the stuff. And uh, Juilt has gone in. Uh, have you done your your quote unquote shopping already, or do you like have to go to them first before you're allowed to like pick stuff out, or do they even need to go and actually like retrieve the stuff for you? They definitely have golems that retrieve the stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think I have, I've gotten the bits that I can get, right? Like sample food rations, like this littler stuff I can Mm -hmm. get. The bigger stuff, like the amount of rope that I think I'll need and some of the tools that I think we're going to need for going into a mountain. That I have to get. I have to have a golem get it. And to get a golem to get it, I have to like have this sign out. Okay. So yeah, yeah. There's these two guys, and they're they're sitting at the front desk, and they see you come up, and uh, one of them goes, uh, "Hey, Jewel, you got a permission form this time?" I mean, no. But listen, nah, Jewel. no one, no one is using this stuff. No, somebody's gonna need it, and also, it doesn't matter if anyone's using it. The fact that you're you're going to use it for something you're not supposed to. I am on an academic mission. We are doing research with some of our business partners. It is a collaborative experience oh, that we're oh, going through. All right, uh, let me let me see your list. What do you what do you want? I need rope what? and pickaxes. Do you like hand in like a like an official form? There's just not a signature on it, or yeah. is it just like a shopping list? No, it's an, an official form, and the only reason I have an official form is because they're in the front office, like they're <laughs> right by the door. Um, I think the the like. There's, like, an, the other person is, like, uh, well, surely we can just give him some rope. And what's, what, what else? Pickaxes? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? You're doing some climbing? Yes. Yes. You nailed the, yes. Look at you. No, don't, don't talk to him. No. Talk to him. You will. Listen. What, what the heck do you need this for? I just said climbing. I'm climbing. I'm climbing with an academic team to do some research on clay. On clay. On clay. It's for research so that we can make better golems for the military. It's a business relationship. I'm... Hold on. Well, wait. That all sounds very straightforward. It is very straightforward. Why can't you get this signed off by your superior? Because I walked in and picked up the form and now I need my... This... I'm on a time crunch. I am an advisor to the great generals of this wonderful military and you are standing in the way, good sir. And as I'm like 
starting to get a little bit more empowered, I very specifically angle my body to the right amount of sun so that I'm like blinding them with <laughs> my glitter. Just shining. Yes, I'm literally shining with my victoriousness. Uh, what are your obstacles again? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot to do that. My obstacles are my superiors have not given me permission, mm-hmm. mainly because I have not asked, nor would they. And the Oracle Clay is in a dangerous place. Okay. I am striking and notorious. Okay. All right. Well, it seems like it would be no problem then for you to take another 10 minutes, take this to your superiors, and get it signed off on. Yes, but 10 minutes is time I don't have. The academic team is leaving. This is a time-sensitive mission. Give me my rope and pickaxes, please. Uh, And I shine a little bit more. Boss, I think it'd be fine, right? It's just like... Listen. Listen to your friend here. He knows what's up. I need a pickaxe or two. Two would be nice. And some rope. Are you not requesting any, like, weaponry or anything? That's also on the list. I just don't know any of the names of any of that stuff, so. (laughs) Um, Not, like, a lot. Like... Yeah. I'm also seeing uh, that you're requesting gunpowder packets and... Rifles. Rifle balls. Rifle, nope. Rifles don't use balls. Muskets use balls. Didn't we say muskets? Yeah, I think so. We said yeah. rudimentary firearms. And musket balls. So yeah. you're t- you're planning on shooting things on this research expedition? You should know. I don't. I lost their voice. You should know more than anyone that those are typical to be given with any mission because you never know what's going to happen. How long have you had your job? You're not very good at it. Get me my things that I have asked for. I'm asking for the typical going out mission stuff, plus rope, and two pickaxes. I'm not asking for a lot. You're sitting in an empty where you're sitting in a warehouse that is never used. Give me my things, please. And I shine a little bit more. Okay. Um, is there anything that you want to happen in this scene? I want them to give me my things. So I think okay. now is a good time to roll. Okay. All right. So for rolling. Um, I have not mastered anything. Relevant relationship. I kept saying academic. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that... Yeah, sure. On it. Yeah, we'll give it. We'll give, I'll give it to you. Okay, thank you. Relevant trait. I just want you to know that I hit on that striking. Yes, you did. A lot. I want to say I should also get one for Notorious. But I kind of feel like that was working against you, wasn't I, it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was, so I won't take one. And then I don't have any boosts. So I have four... Uh, I don't know. Should we give you one for Notorious? Well, was it working on the other guy? Sure. Yeah. Giving me all the dice. All right. You take three. All right. And you absolutely get one for the Kingdom Trouble. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there. Relevant obstacle. My superiors have not given me permission. Yes. And was there another one? No. I don't have hindrances or weakness levels. Okay. Was there another obstacle? The other oh, obstacle was that it's dangerous, quite, yeah, right? it's in a dangerous place. I kind of feel like that's... Well, hold on. I guess that's, is that relevant to this because it is, so obviously the danger isn't affecting you now, but it is what is requiring you to get all this stuff. So is that a relevant obstacle, do you think? Yeah. Because it's putting you in this situation. It is, yeah, where I have to go, where I have to go to them and ask for help. Yeah, I think so. All right, I'm going to take one more. Okay. Is that cruel? I mean, you only get to put three in front of me, so. Yeah, but the more dice I have, the more likely it is I'm going to get higher. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Do you want to roll first? Or do you, all right. Yeah, I'm the protagonist. I go first. Okay. Oof. I don't even know what I got. Oof, a doofa. It does not look good. It's not good. Well, that's, yeah, this is bad. I did bad. Okay. I did real bad. 
No, you did better. Uh, my three highest are two fives and a four. No. So, no. um, this might be a good time to engage in your weakness. I think I'm gonna. All right, seeking a given to my vices. I have a flask that I carry with me, mm -hmm. and I pull it out, and I take a swig, and I go, "Listen, I just need to get this stuff, and you are the person standing in my way." He's not, and I offer him a part a swig. Okay. And I'm gonna re-roll my dice. You're gonna re-roll yours. Yeah. All right. One of my dice was better. All right. Okay. So, you can engage in your weakness again. I'm in not. okay. I'm just gonna let it be, and I get a misfortune when I engage in my weakness, right? Yes. All right. All right. So, how are you pairing these up? Wow, it doesn't matter. What do you mean? Do I want two hindrances? Or do I want a hindrance and an obstacle? Because my three can't beat any of those. I would take, I would definitely take an obstacle because obstacles can be mastered mm -hmm. and then they become useful. Yep. So I get one hindrance and one obstacle. All right. But you also get a resounding success. I do. So you. I get all mushy. Yeah. You definitely, and I think, um, I think the guy makes a clerical error and gives you like extra yes. stuff. He doesn't mean to. It's not intentional. Yeah. But there, there's an error, um, and he accidentally, like, when he asks the golem to go fetch stuff, the golem comes back with, like, more of more rope, more stuff. Yeah. Um, you get everything that you want and more. Yes. Sorry, you actually get to narrate that. Is there... That, no, that's do, exactly what I wanted to do, so okay. that works out. I wanted to get more stuff, so... Um, but I get to narrate the obstacles and hindrances. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas for obstacles and hindrances? Uh, no. Other than I'm a drunk, apparently. So hindrances are permanent, and they're sort of like reputation-wise. Mm -hmm. They're sort of like reputation or personality or like things. I don't know if I want to go with your weakness as a hindrance. I think you could go with impulsive or like hot-head. Ooh, I like hot-headed. Yeah. I want to go with hot-headed as a hindrance? Yeah, I'm all right with that. So I'm just like prone to anger. Yeah. Like I'll just respond angrily and then have to have to charm my way out of it. Yeah. And even if you don't engage with that, people think it of you. People yeah. think you're hot-headed. Right. And an obstacle, something that you could overcome. Your current obstacles are that it's dangerous and, and that my superiors have not given permission. Let's say your new obstacle is oh, let's say have I made enemies? Yeah, well, I was wondering if a new obstacle is that, like, you're being, you're actively trying to be stopped. Or is that a hindrance? I'm actively trying to be stopped? Yeah. That I am trying to make other people stop me? No, other people are trying to stop you, like, actively. Oh. It's not just, like, that you're not allowed to be doing this. It's that they're, like, actually hunting you down. Um, so I'm being hunted. Yeah. Do we want to make that your hindrance? No. That the mil like the government is, like, trying to stop you? No, because I think you could change that. I don't think that's permanent. I think yeah, you could true. change that. Yeah, that's true. I like that as an obstacle, though. That doing this has set off some alarms, and now they're looking for me. I think that's just playing into your other obstacle, though. The obstacle you already different. have. My, my superiors not giving me permission is different than being hunted. What if it's not the military hunting me? Could go with that. What if... So let, we can also look at the troubles to see, like, look at new obstacles. What if we go with, like wealth and we say that that was your last bit of 
good will. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't pay off, you're in trouble. So like this needs to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So my obstacle is that this needs to succeed. Yeah. You've basically like, you've cashed in the last of your favors. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't go well, you're in trouble. Yeah. I like that. And that is the first scene. Act. Act. Thank you. That's the first act of Questlandia, of our take of Questlandia. Yeah. So that was the first act. And we will get to hopefully acts two and three next week. special shout out to zach b our editor and producer if he wasn't editing out all of the quiet sounds and me hitting my microphone a thousand times this would be unlistenable so thank you very much zach b for helping this show get made we also want to thank in love with the ghost for the use of their song chilling at nemu's place off of the album healing you can find in love with the ghost at in love with Please make sure that you find us on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and you rate and subscribe to us. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. Yes. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to us on Spotify now. We are on Spotify. You can follow us there if that is your preferred uh, podcatcher. And if you do so, that also helps other people to find us. It means a lot. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussions about RPGs and podcasts. And make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. We are brand new to Instagram, so that's a thing. Yes. We're there. We are also on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram as well at HeartPointsPod. Word of mouth is the best way for other people to find us. So please, if you are listening to this episode, pull your phone out of your pocket, go on to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you use, Zanga, LiveJournal, and say, hey, I'm enjoying Heart Points, a actual play podcast starring a couple in love, and hit send, and we'll thank you. <laughs> yes, those are things that you can do. If you have already done that and you keep shoving heart points down your friends throats and you want to figure out another way to support us you can become a patron we want to send a special thank you to everyone who's already done that by becoming patrons patrons at patreon.com forward slash heart points pod when you become a patron you directly support the show and help us maintain it make it better maybe even get me a microphone because it took forever for us to get this microphone working today you know just like like really fun stuff And then in exchange, what you get is you get access to our patron-only Discord, you get a monthly campfire pod, and other really fun things. Everything that you guys currently do helps us a lot. So any, we are so appreciative of anybody who decides to become a patron. Yes. Um, And all aid helps. Um, Reviews help immensely. Recommendations help immensely. Uh, A dollar on Patreon helps immensely. It is all... Everything that y'all do makes the show better and helps us out, and we cannot thank you enough. We especially want to give a very special thank you to patron of our hearts, Robert, the fantastic and respected veteran advisor for the Blacksmiths Guild in Confianza. Thank you, Robert, for your support and patronage. Thank you all again for joining us in Bocafrit today. 
We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one.